3: You know, which as a Jew I never understood why Jesus loved
2: fish. What does it mean? Honey, who doesn't love fish when she's serving it, you know? Let's be real. <laughs>
3: Welcome back to that's a gay As podcast the podcast that asks whose fault is it that you're gay it is me Eric Williams and this week we've got Justin Martindale on the podcast you've heard his amazing show just saying and you've heard him guest on juicy scoop with Heather McDonald one of my husband's fave podcasts. he listens to and one of course I adore as well. This episode is so good because it's full of pop culture questions, beautiful references to queer inspirations growing up, and a devastating reveal about Justin's high school theater experience to stay tuned for. I've just had something crazy that happened to me the other day. I was walking Freddy, my rat terrier dog, and someone said something to me that I've not heard for at least 15 years. He says, you're so tall, you should play basketball. I said, sweetie, I'm a 33 year old gay man with a herniated disc. Like, the closest I'm getting to sports is the gym steam room. And, sweetheart, that's a different kind of ball game. Okay. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I just said thank you and ran. I just, why do people think that if you have a certain quality that just requires you to play sport? Not today, Satan. Let's get into this episode with the Justin Martindale. It, it, I'm so happy he is here, not only for the laughs, but also he reveals at the end of the episode that he attended Lance Bass's wedding. He also reveals that he was blacklisted from doing Chelsea Handler show Chelsea Lately. So just a lot of good stuff on this episode. If you enjoy, follow at GayAssPodcast.com. And you know the biggest thing that actually makes a difference is to send this episode to a friend or tell a friend that you listen so we can keep on growing, listening, and learning. I love you, Thaifuken much. And let's get into this episode with Justin Martindale. <laughs> It's Justin Martindale, and that's a gay-ass podcast. I've been manifesting this moment, and Justin, I'm so glad you're here. How are you, my baby girl? Oh, I'm good. I'm so glad we finally got this worked out. I know. This has been a long time coming with a C-U-M. Yeah, it's true. It really is. So I don't want, I want to tell you, I, I can't explain how I first fell in love with you. I don't know if it was because of your podcast, Just Saying. I don't know if it's because of your social medias. I don't know if it's because of hearing you on Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop. But it happened, and that's all that matters. So it's a gay-ass collab of The Senge. <laughs> Well, I wanna. I needed to ask that you, uh, before we were recording, mentioned Valentine's Day. And I know that this episode is uh, just post-V-Day. How was it? You and your boyfriend Evan are so cute.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's the best. Um, we had a good Valentine's Day. I mean, we went to Catalina like a week or so ago and did a day there. And, you know, not to be mushy, but every day is Valentine's Day with him. So. <gasps> Wait, how long have you been together? Uh, a year, almost a year and a half. So, and
3: that's why
2: every day feels so good. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. He's on a work trip right now, so I'm just like, ah, oh. you miss so, him so
3: much. Yeah, it's good. I do. I, 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 uh, I kind of grapple with this a lot because relationships are obviously wonderful, but if they had a drug i've talked about this on this podcast if they have a drug for that feeling that you have in your first year or two of a relation there's nothing like it and i am very much still in love with my my man but like i'm jealous is that okay to say to you i'm jealous well you're jealous i'm jealous that you're in that part of the relationship that is just like you see the world in brighter colors
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, we we balance each other out very nicely. He's not in entertainment or mm. any of that. And, you know, he just he just kind of showed up in a in a point of my life where I was just kind of ready. And that is what a lot of people don't realize is sometimes it's
3: just the stars have aligned. Did you meet yeah. him um, IRL on app? How did it happen? We
2: actually met IRL, which makes it even more special, I guess. Paint the Pitch. Where were you? Um, it was weird. Do you want to hear the story? I 100% do. Okay. So I have a friend who's an astrologer because I live in California and, <laughs> and he works for like Cosmopolitan. He's done some segments on like Access Hollywood, uh, New York post, all that jazz. So he had lived out here, the astrologer for like over a year or so, or a couple years, maybe, I don't know. But we had become friends during COVID and he had done my podcast, my old podcast that I used to do, had him on as a guest. And he was like, you know, 2021, you're going to meet somebody at the end of the fall. Like, wow. And I was, and this was maybe like June of 21. And I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, sure. Like whatever. And then one night I had two sets up at the comedy store and he was like hey i'm celebrating like my anniversary of living in la cuz we throw those parties i guess <laughs> and um i was like you know what it's like 11:30 already like i'm not really you know wanting to go out or whatever and he's like no you need to like meet guys again like we're back and i was like ah fine okay so i went down to this really uh bougie establishment called high tops and um you know, I'm looking at all these guys and I'm like, mm, I'm not really like feeling anybody and then I like looked over and I saw Evan and he was just like staring up at me. <laughs> and like, I was no like, chill. Oh, you're like he... cute and fun. Oh. And so okay. we like started chatting throughout the night but then we left without like exchanging numbers because we all forgot how to date. Sure. And a couple days went by and I was like, hmm, and I got on Tinder. And was going through the, the, the man's and he popped up with a new haircut and I was like, wait a minute, do you I was like, Did I meet you this weekend? And and he said back, I thought you looked familiar. And I was like, Okay, I'm sure.
3: Honey, he was yeah. barking up your tree playing. He had to play the cool card and sometimes yeah. we just have to play. So then so then did you go on a date soon after that?
2: Oh yeah, we went on a date like either that day or the next day, something like that. Yeah. Was there a magical kiss at the end? Yeah, I mean, definitely. It was very, you know, we had boundaries, which was great. And yeah, it was like, I didn't want it to be this like, you know, doors open, ass in the air kind of a thing. You know, I was...
3: <laughs> was that a previous chapter in your life where you were... No, 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 it? no.
2: But I'm just old fashioned, you know? I, love I think that. I was Listen. just getting into Bridgerton and I wanted courtship.
3: <laughs> you fuck with a doily on your head just for old time's sake. I love that so much. I and I also think that it, the universe or the stars depending on how you look at it were really they were doing her, their thing because yeah. the in person plus the app, I feel like that's a sign that it happened for a reason.
2: Yeah, for sure. And it's so funny because we went his birthday was last week or yeah, last week and we went out for his birthday and the astrologer was there and he's just like taking all the credit, you know?
3: <laughs> he's like, Is he? So he's obviously a gay astrologer, having had his, his uh, yeah, hangout like, at the. I
2: did this. You are welcome. Can you
3: name drop him? Do we know him?
2: Kyle Thomas, astrologer.
3: Kyle he's Thomas, here. astrologer. On okay. Instagram. Everybody, if you want love, Kyle Thomas will tell you who, when, where, and how. He, I mean, and
2: he will. He will. He knows it all. Like, like it's it's he's he's kind of wild
3: does he go just beyond the dating i mean i assume he goes beyond dating stuff will he tell me like if i'm gonna be able to afford a house
2: probably okay he's like what what's your moon when's your birthday what did you eat last like that kind of like he hell knows. hell yeah all... kyle thomas kyle thomas astrologer uh-huh
3: Kyle Thomas Astrologer. Oh, wow. We can't, w- I can't wait to dive deep into Kyle's DMs and oh yeah, see what's on the horizon. Okay, so then that is stunning. So yeah, I don't know. Valentine's Day for me was, we went to the uh, the Capri room at Buca de Beppo. Dorit, Dur- oh. of course, famous, famous piece of art. Dorit's, and-
2: Dorit's Buca de Beppo?
3: Dorit's, Dorit's Buca de Beppo in Encino. And I have to say, my expectations weren't high, but the food was great. Well, yeah, it's Boca de Beppo. I'd never been before. I like oh. it was, I guess, a blind spot.
2: It's like a, it's like a, uh, like a macaroni grill, or like
3: a. Well, I thought it was going to be more Olive Garden esque, but like I did not feel gross after eating it. I over only overindulged a tiny bit, but I feel like the fake lemons hanging above me really kept me in check. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the good old fast. Well, how was it? Definitely an experience where you're like, wow, this is so chic it was so chic i mean
3: i also i think what added to the chicness is that they walk you through the kitchen and then they point out the kitchen table to your left which is just a booth in a kitchen and you're literally watching people make minimum wage um put frozen soup into a bowl. I mean, I sure it was more homemade than that, but it just, I, I loved every minute of the experience. And I don't know. I, I think that's probably why I'm like kind of half joking about being jealous of where you are in your relationship, because I just, when it now, now that it becomes Valentine's day, we're going to hit this fall our 10th year together. And I, um, I like found myself this year by no means resenting the holiday. It was just like, it felt like a forced, day to show my love when i would rather show my love in smaller ways in other days you know Ooh. and it's like almost like i was having a rebellious like teenage moment, like i'm not gonna tell him i love him when <laughs> it's like well actually i probably should but um but the Buka de beppo <laughs> ending to the night was exactly i feel like we poked fun at the holiday but also bonded and that's all i could wish for
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it's funny, too, because he was supposed to leave for his trip on Valentine's Day Mm. and he was like, I'm not going to be here for Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, and I was a little sad, you know, and then he ended up we both ended up getting like colds, like crazy, you know, not COVID. We tested we tested everyone multiple tests. And we just had, like, that congestion or whatever, like, you know, it rained for, like, four months here. And then, you know, now it's pollen and all that crap. But he was just like, I'm a little under the weather, so I'm going to actually end up staying. And I was like, damn it. Now I have to get him something. <laughs> oh, that, is- And then he got, you told me he got you air. AirPods? I know, he got me, like, new AirPods that I can't even figure out. AirPods. Sorry, I don't even know how to call them. No, but, I yeah. called them the wrong thing. What did you get him? Mm, uh, what did I get him? My love. Chuck. And I got him a nice little card. And, you know, we've, that's the thing. It's like we get each other like stuff all the time. So it's like, you know, it's not like I love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're kind of gross, but it's fun. You know, it's healthy. I like it.
3: I love that for you. And I and I have to say, like, I, I'm a fan of your love. I'm a fan of your pod. The fact that you were able to interview the voice of Megan on your fucking podcast, I cannot believe. So Jenna Davis is her name. You have such a funny clip where you asked her, like, her favorite line from the movie. And what did she say? She's like, um...
2: It's insane, right? <laughs> it's insane, right? <laughs> Which was my favorite line. So she said it and I was like, ah!
3: It yeah. is so good. But I also was so interested that her instagram profile is she has a bible verse listed in there and the movie is fully embraced by us demon worshipers
2: and i wonder if she has a an opinion about that um i don't know i mean i did ask her in my interview i was like what is it i go what do you think it is about megan that makes her kind of like a gay icon because i remember when i saw that trailer pop up back in the fall I was like what is this hot mess I'm in mm-hmm. And she was just like I think it's just you know she's she's just kind of this doll that everybody you know kind of like went around the whole thing but
3: Yeah well cuz it could really go I don't want to paint a picture that anybody who is of course religious is yeah. a bigot but I will say <laughs> when you see when you see the um the verse in the chapter you, we I think we we it's like um you know, when they say like we have to code switch when you're in certain scenarios, like I feel like if I find out that there's a a biblical reference in a profile, I'm not going to be making like whole jokes, you know, like, and and, and I'm sure there's a Jesus worshiper out there or two or three who like, no, or, or 10 or 12 who love to talk about gaping
2: holes and worship the Lord. Sure. I agree. I also think she's, you know, she's only 18 or 19 years old. Oh, and, oh, oh, okay. And she's from Texas. So oh, I, was, oh, oh. I was like, I remember that time in my life. I was the same person. I was like, you know, I had the little Christian fish on the back of my truck. Sure. And, you know, which as
3: a Jew, I never understood why y'all were so, why Jesus loved fish. What does it
2: mean? Honey, who doesn't love fish when she's serving it? You know, let's be real. She's serving Jesus it. Jesus no, is no,
3: serving fish. Fish, honey it
2: was the it was the whole like loaves of bread and the fish sure. That story. I i I think a fish is way cuter than like a baguette on the back of your truck you know i
3: disagree but to each their own um i grew up with uh st louis Bread Co., also known as panera and those baguettes i would say queered the fuck out of me
2: (laughs) i love a queer baguette
3: are you kidding not only is it shaped perfectly but there's a gorgeous dense sweetness to it that made me Mm -hmm. want to dig in
2: they're called fagettes
3: (laughs) fagettes for a reason um, I also want to give you props for when you had Adam Ray on the podcast. You were defending Rihanna's performance at the Super Bowl. And I just...
2: I, oh, wait. Hold on. That was before the Super Bowl.
3: I know it was. And that's yeah. why when the performance came out and then you were like on the right side of her street. Because yeah. here's what happened is that I was unable to watch the Super Bowl. And then I only was able to do the cursed thing, which is read the discourse. And the discourse from my perspective, was that she did not move more than an inch and that it was a bad show. And then I watched it while I was waiting for Matt to pick me up at the airport. I was smiling ear to ear, bopping the camera angles. Her dancers did all the work for her. And the woman is growing life inside of her. And I feel I just want to thank you for your service because I thought it was great.
2: Yeah, it was good. Like, that's the funny thing. It's like, first of all, she was also levitating on, like, plexiglass. Yeah. Like, and here's my theory. I think everyone was kind of wanting like a roster of people. Like she didn't bring up uh, Kanye West. There was a rumor that I heard through the grapevine from a Juicy Scooper who was like, my friend works for Christine Aguilera. And they said that she was going to pop in. And I was like, well, what song would she do? And I was like, yeah. well, maybe she's going to do M and like fill in for Britney. Oh, wow. Or whatever. And so then I remember, do you remember the part in the Super Bowl where all the dancers were coming in and out? Yes. And, yes, out yes. and I was like, okay, here we're gonna get a reveal of like the first celeb or whatever. Um, and then it was just Rihanna, and I was like, oh. At the end of the day, I was like, she's probably just like pregnant and like wanting to just get this done. She's tired of people asking her when her album's coming out, if she's doing a tour, she's like, Look, I'm pregnant, I'm here. This is what you're getting. I don't wanna have to deal with Christina Aguilera's schedule or whoever you know she's like she says it's too much admin i'm
3: just gonna do some choreo and i'm going to do a commercial for all of my products and who are we to blame her for that i thought it was genius
2: and her stocks went up like 885 percent, or something like that bitch better have her money and yeah and she She didn't get paid so it's like what did your mom do when, when she was pregnant with you mine did not balance on like plexiglass at the super bowl halftime she was eating mustard and pickles
3: Hello. I I think, too, that the Super Bowl performance is almost as political as the literal presidential elections. Because name one Super Bowl performance that the majority of the audience has loved it. Like, Like, there's never a person like that can make what? everyone be like that was good like i remember the dumb j-lo like on the pole and then of course beyonce everyone thought it was too political well though no, she and, was like illuminati and like yeah and, and the Rihanna yeah, honest thing political. that she's d- a demon worshiper i'm so i'm so tired of existing
2: well don't say that but but i i think it's um I agree. Like, nothing is ever good enough.
3: Yeah, nothing is ever good enough. But I will say that one of the biggest compliments that I think anyone has given me is about just about like, I think sometimes I get, um, (laughs) if I'm being honest, like, sometimes emotionally a little exhausted by all the things I read about the hatred towards really just anyone that's not, you know, straight. And in the mainstream. And it's and, and I think that the nicest thing that I've ever heard is like that just by being who we're being is like the act of resistance. And I think that the reason why I love your show so much is because it really is like queer excellence and fun and joy. And I think that in itself is like a very important thing that we that we can do. But yeah, it's something it's sometimes when I read that I'm like, God, like leave Sam Smith alone.
2: Oh my God. Can I just say that I, I think I actually talked about it in this week's episode because he was at the Brit Awards in that, like, big balloon thing. The Yes, the- and they were, they slayed. And I'm like, shut up. shut. You know what? It is a red carpet. We haven't had red carpets in two years. And, like, if he wants to dress up like that, and mind you, there were other people dressed up as, you know, if you want to call it ridiculous or avant-garde or whatever, that nobody talked about. And I'm like, I'm here for, like, Sam Smith's, like, thick boy thought phase. Yeah. <laughs> let him. Let him go. Or let them go. I'm still working on those. I'm still... Well, the thing is, with Sam, I think
3: that you're right that there's just so much, like, a target on their back because just of, like, the type of different that they are. But I... I, I, Just because we're bringing them up, there's a video... Of Sam Smith and Kim Petras at a different award show, not the Grammys. I'm gonna pull it up for you right now. It's they finish doing something unholy and then you hear a scream. I
2: hear that song one more time. <laughs> every, every like, like himbo Instagram thought has that in their video. And I'm like, okay, I can't anymore. Well, that's a whole other,
3: the, the himbo thoughtery is I sometimes I'm thankful, sometimes I wanna claw my eyes out. Listen to the scream at the end of this clip. I'm going to do it one more time. Listen to the the scream as if she's being speared.
2: That's Cam or Sam? That's a person in the audience going. Oh, good. (laughs) I mean, and and I think it's just so stupid where everyone's like, you know, I feel like there's ways of being funny with a critique. And then there's points of just being awful and mean
3: and hateful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I,
2: I have totally a agree. buddy of mine who's a comic who's a little controversial, but that's the whole point of it. It seems Tim Dillon and, oh, yeah. and he, uh, you know, he, he called Sam Smith, a, uh, <laughs> a brave plumber. <laughs> like he looks like a brave plumber. And I just thought that was so funny. I was like, Oh, just the brave and plumber. And I just commented, Brave Plumber. That's all I said. And people were like, This this is exactly what's wrong with them. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm literally just saying what he said in his video. You guys only need to relax. Well, I think
3: you're right that if you are going to have a sass or a snap, if it's funny, it and and it comes from a place of just like being funny it's so different than like sam does not deserve respect it's like okay well (laughs) yeah
2: we should (laughs) we should launch him into the sun like
3: their bmi does not deserve respect it's like okay now we're now now we're on a different different level
2: well and also i think it's interesting because you know i feel like in a weird sense we're okay to be critical when it be, when it comes to, like, a female, right? But then when it's a guy doing it, it's kind of a weird reverse where it's like, well, if this was a woman, it would be different.
1: Hmm.
2: Like, the fashion and the style is almost reversed when it's a guy. For instance, oh. like, Harry Styles wearing a dress. There was somebody else recently who was wearing, like, who showed up in a dress. It might have been um, Robert Pattinson, I think, um, and then you have Sam Smith wearing like you know kind of like avant garde Lil Nas X wearing mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But if it's like a Lady Gaga or like you know somebody else, they're, it's kind of like oh well, she's just being weird, you know.
3: Or the criticism is very different. Where if like Lady Gaga's like they're weird, that's too it's too weird, it's too weird for me. Versus if a man or you know someone that looks you know presents as male is like wearing something feminine then all of a sudden it's like all the guys are like how fucking dare this yeah. that is affronting my masculinity it's like no you just have a, a very fragile sense of yourself exactly
2: man. like billy porter wearing an uh, you know an oscar tuxedo you know dress yeah and guys being like that's too gay i'm like let me i want to see you go out in public and wear can this. you
3: walk in a heel even a kitten heel i dare you dare you god i'd what love to you? see that any straight man that bullied me growing up to see them attempt to walk in heels and then break an ankle i don't wish them actual pain but it'd be fun to watch do
2: uh, you know it
3: yeah something goes to it i want to ask you the famous podcast question justin martindale whose fault is it that you're gay who do we blame babe
2: <laughs> i was born this way i swear um As far as, like, what, pop culture or, like...
3: Anything that you remember feeling as a younger person that gave you the gay tingles in your tummy or in your hole or your peony. And it could be pop culture, it could be sexual, it could be a teacher. It's anything that that comes in your brain.
2: I mean, I think, for me, it was probably, like, He-Man, Rainbow Bright. <gasps> Rainbow Bright. Yeah. Like there's a video of me somewhere where my aunt got me a Rainbow Bright's horse starlight for like Christmas or my birthday or something like that. And I opened it up and I'm like, oh my God, Rainbow Bright. And I'm like three or four. And my mom just like looks over at my aunt and was like, really? And like, so I think, I think it was that. Was the really was bitch
3: thinking- like your, your, Tapping into my son's
2: girliness, how dare you! It's like great, and I also think probably Atreyu in the Neverending Story. Oh wait a minute, yeah, wait, Atreyu. Give us the description. Atreyu was like the lone, like hunter of the purple buffalo in Neverending Story, who has to go save the Empress and all of Fantasia. I mean, right off the bat, you're getting the word empress, and Fantasia. like gay, gay, happen. gay. <laughs> um, who later wins American Idol in the in the future um, and stars in the color purple on Broadway um,
3: and the movie
2: and the movie um, and then probably growing up, like getting a little older, is probably Zach Morris and Saved by the Bell. Like, <laughs> and then when they did the like summer beach house and he had like his shirt off, I was like. Mm done for do done you done
3: for. think that zach morse shaped your taste in men and i want to be re- i want to be respectful to your boyfriend evan but when you're like in a room full of people are is there like a type of man in addition to exactly what evan looks like that you feel um
2: <laughs> very much into like are you a daddy daddy's girl are you i mean you... now i'm a daddy apparently um i think Maybe I just kind of like that like all American surfer boy, Zach Morris, you know, I was growing up in Texas, so I'm like looking at these you know I'm looking around at the guys in Texas, and I'm like, mm, God, and then you see like these l a like you know nineties models pretty much, you know so you're
3: describing an Abercrombie bag,
2: Abercrombie and Fitch for sure. Remember, and also that kind of peaked there with the Abercrombie, where, well, not peaked, I think it was, like, on the precipice of, mm -hmm. like, coming out was, like, Abercrombie, where there were no clothes on the models, it was just, like, pubes and abs, and I was like, oh my god. And V, and, like, the V line, that leads down to the pubes. But let's
3: be very clear, there was not enough body hair, in my estimation. I think, I I don't want to make any assumptions about you, but... As someone who was very hairy presenting, it was like, it was so alluring to see those men in those bags. And then made me deeply hate, like, deeply feel uh,
2: sad about my situation. Oh, yeah. I have, like, there's no... Wow, see? Nothing. I've always been hairless. It's the weirdest thing. So wait, I
3: never get to really, like, dive into the hairlessness of it all. Do you, um... Nope. That's like hairless privilege, I would say, because you never (laughs) had to worry, like, you never had to, like,
2: hide your shoulders. No, no, there was no hiding of the shoulders. Plus, my shoulders are, like, oxen shoulders. I have very, very broad shoulders, but Mm. no, there's never, like, chest hair. I have, like, a little bit of, like, belly fuzz, and that's it. Like, no butt, no nothing. My leg hair is, like... Wispy and blonde. It's the weird. Really, what do you
3: feel? How 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 did you feel about the growing up? Did did it change your opinion? Change of it as a kid versus as an adult?
1: Kind of now, yeah. Like
2: Evans hairy but like, and he makes fun of me for it, and he's just like, you know, even today we jumped on a call and he was just like, "How'd you sleep?" And I was like, "I was a little cold," and he's like, "Oh, hairless," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like a hairless cat in this like bed by myself." And he's always wearing a sweater. And he's always in a sweater, and, like, the bed's always hot. So I always
3: used to feel so jealous. And honestly, I, I I can be so frank about, like, how I felt about myself with those Abercrombie bags, because now I enjoy, like, being a hairy person. But it really, like, I was so ashamed in P.E. class as a young kid. It just, like, really and and i do think it was exacerbated because of zach morris and the abercrombie of it all because that was like what you were supposed to be what the hottest thing was a teeny bit of hap like ha- the word happy trail would like trigger me oh know yeah because <laughs> i was like i wish i only had a trail instead of a forest
2: yeah you but had a I- screaming a screaming trail <laughs> A <laughs> uh, hysteric trail. <laughs> <laughs> but see, now I think it's like back in style, you know. Thanks God. Like, yeah. I'm like, if I if I see if I see guys that are, you know, too smooth, and I, I I guess it's just me also being older where it's like I have an appreciation for, you know, hairy guys. And you know, if i if I see like like a porn or something and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what? Come on. Where's the hair? Where is the wig? Yeah. Where's (laughs) the American? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I also want to make sure you feel validated in the the Light Bright uh journey because it for, for me, I remember the excitement felt a little dangerous for how much I wanted to play with that thing. Just I mean, just like it's the cliche, but just like the Barbies of it all, there's just something I hope that kids now and I think that my brothers who are raising small kids, like when their kid expresses joy in a makeup brush or something. Like, I think it's... To certain communities, much more acceptable now. But, God, did it feel like you were going on the edge of society whenever you showed... I mean, you were four years old and your mom gave your aunt sass.
2: Yeah, and I mean, like, even... Expressing creativity, where whether it was like tie dye or anything with like color, tie dye with a little like top spin thing where you like mix the paint, it would like marbleize the vaguely. It's 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 it was like a craft toy. But like you would add paint, it would splatter and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what kind of makes me sad now. Is like you're looking at you know kids who want to pick up a makeup brush, and everyone like wants to associate it with up. Oh, he wants to be a woman. Up. Oh, he wants to. He wants to be a drag queen. I'm like maybe he just wants to like pick up a brush and express himself, and maybe go on to be like one of the biggest makeup artists of all time, like an quan or like or, you know some special effects makeup artist. Like, well, I think that some. I think
3: that's kind of like I totally see what you're saying, but I feel like some people worry that that is what's happening when probably the reality is like a lot of times what you're describing is that it's just a kid that is either into makeup or like that's I mean, that's kind of like your joke about you've made that I love so much about when if you want to tell a parent who has kids if their kid is gay just watch them walk into wind and see oh. if they put on a show
2: yes let them let them feel it a bitchy wind will always out your kid if always
3: you... always but i think that but i think that i like loved going to get my mom's nails done with her because i would then do them on my own just my thumb because that wasn't that was just safe enough
2: yes 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 i agree and I also love the smell of it
3: too. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, it's probably similar to Poppers, but that's another <laughs> but Child Poppers. <laughs> the, Child Poppers. Is um growing was growing up in San Antonio, what was the coming out experience like? Did you wait to leave San Antonio until you came out, or what was the journey?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I get asked this a, a bunch, and it was like my high school for me was just perfect. Like I, I went to a private school at the beginning of like my freshman year and it was like a Christian school and the tuition was just, it just got too high. Cause there was for my parents, because all four of us, there was four of us kids. And mm-hmm. so my parents were like, you know, you're going to have to go to public school. And I was terrified. Cause I remember being like, I'm going to get shot and like, I'm going to, you know, get beat up by gangs. <laughs> and this was like a five, five, a school, which was like top tier high school. And I got there. I transferred my sophomore year and I just dove right into the theater department there and really got a group of friends. They're kind of like the misfits, the outcasts, all that kind of stuff. And then from there, branched out from theater into like, uh, I think I I got, I was the mascot of my my high school. What was the mascot? What was the, Oh, the cougar, honey, honey. She and was then, a cougar like, at 17. Got in with the got in with all the jocks and everything and the cheerleaders. And and then like by the end of my senior year in high school, I was like Homecoming King. And like Wow, a glow-up. It was such a glow-up. And sexuality wasn't really discussed. It was just kind of like, okay, boy, girl, and that's it. You know, but I did have like there was like a sexual awakening for me in high school where this like Jock, I was wearing white underwear, like tidy whiteies, and we were doing a production, and I had to wear like this sheer garment on stage, and I was like, "Oh God, if the light hits me, this is me, like not knowing I was gay. If the light hits me, everyone will see." Like I knew like light direction already. <laughs> And I remember asking him, like, he was, like, a football player. And I was like, hey, do you have, like, an extra pair of boxers or anything I can wear so, like, it's not as humiliating when the light hits me? And he's like, yeah, just wear mine. And he pulls his, like, underwear off, <laughs> like, right in front of me. And I was like,
3: and Did just, you like, see
2: his, his oh, all of it. It was, like, a dream. I was like, oh, my God. And it's so funny because at my high school reunion, I got shit faced and told him that story and <laughs> he was like, okay. And like, did not look like, you know, he did then, obviously, but I was just like, I just have to get this <laughs> off my chest. Like, when you gave me your underwear, and, like, his wife is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice to meet you, hon. She's like, what What happened in high school? And I'm like, your husband gave me his underwear, and really saved the day, and I got to see it all. And she's like, okay, well, this is I was gonna say, night. your husband, perfect, hour. I mean, it was just, like, that typical, like, dream, like, heart stopper, queer as folk moment, where I was just like, "Oh,
3: it was perfect. Friday Night Lights, um, truly so well now since this is a Fagatrini podcast to read to um what musicals did you do in high school
2: i didn't do any musicals only straight plays only straight
3: plays oh she's an actress okay let me guess
2: she was was a checkoff girl (laughs)
3: yes ma'am did you do uncle vaughn what'd you do did you do our town
2: yeah no i did like um i mean as far as like the classics go i mean i did oh my gosh i did shakespeare a lot for sure ew wait uh, why did you not I do did, musicals who hurt you uh this this guy i don't want to mention his name but yeah i was singing once and he was just like yeah no <gasps> you don't sound good and it's funny too because it's like i can feel like i carry a tune and people have been like do you sing have you ever sung before and i'm like no I'm, I'm not just saying band this, band the, band the, band.
3: The, your speaking voice sounds like you would be a good singer, and oh, whoever you. that person is, I think you know did uh, did a thing that they should
2: not have did. I just I never was like a very musical theater person. I mean, I did like Samuel Beckett and like <laughs> like Christopher Durang and like all like <laughs> okay, the Oscar goes too. Who
3: knew that Justin Martindale was such a serious actress I, know.
2: I was like doing like
3: these crazy plays and... like i never do bye bye birdie but i will do uh, a doll's house yes okay. yes yeah yeah
2: have fun with kinky boots i'm gonna be doing waiting for gajo
0: yeah
3: instead <laughs> <laughs> said uh, one gay person
0: which is you um
3: Yeah, well then, that means, am I allowed to ask you about the Little Mermaid trailer that, that just, quote unquote, revealed Melissa McCarthy? What was that?
2: Stupid. <laughs> it was so dumb. I'm like, can we just, like, and that really pissed me off because I was that guy at the Super Bowl party where I was like, uh-huh. getting the Little Mermaid trailer, so help me God, wait for it. And then it never happened. And I was like, well, this sucks. And then the teaser trailer, I'm just kind of like, I'm on the fence
3: i I think the movie itself is going to uh, radicalize a group of young boys to be gay. I do think it's gonna be perfect, but I am you know like the the one that got away to me is Lizzo never booked Ursula like I'm hoping yeah. Melissa McCarthy delivers, but the, I don't I think it's gonna be all about Ariel and not as much about Ursula' as that we as we would like,
2: yeah, I think it's gonna be like oh, she's the villain, but like. I don't know. We could be wrong. I felt the same with like Scar and the Lion King remake and the, the, the live action. Like, I just feel like the villains are just kind of
3: meh, you know, where gay people really like a good villain. Y- yeah. I mean, like they, when done if, right.
2: If, if we're not getting Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, as like the epitome gay villain, then so help me God, we better get Louis the chef as like the gay chef, like give us something like And also, can we talk? No one's talking about Aquafina as Scuttle.
3: Oh my God, I don't even know, didn't even remember that.
2: Yeah. Like Aquafina playing Billy Hackett (laughs) as Scuttle. (laughs) Like, what?
3: Yeah, the jury's out. I, I'm I'm hopeful and nervous, but let's yeah. we, let's It'll all be, be there fun. for each other in this in this tough time. Let's just all support each other. We have in, to. In the and that's all we can do is in this anticipation. Um with that in mind then let me ask you the next podcast question. Yes. What deals with these character actresses? Justin Martindale. If the world was ending, you could oh, only yeah.
2: save one character actress. Who would you save? Oh, um, Uh, i mean character actress of all time i mean katherine o'hara
3: gorgeous answer were you watching like the christopher Gus things as a kid in texas
2: oh for sure like waiting for guffman is like one of my favorites anything katherine o'hara or jennifer coolidge i mean that's she's huge right now i mean she is i will say that
3: jennifer coolidge with what's happened with the white lotus i think that obviously katherine o'hara's career has been insane i know that Shit's creek is a huge hit but i'm curious what the next move will be for katherine o'hara similar to how i feel about parker posey because i just saw that parker posey is doing something but i i think there needs to be a room of celebrities standing with applause for her at the next golden globes like i think that Catherine O'Hara and Parker Posey both deserve what Jennifer Coolidge is getting right now.
2: Oh, I mean, I think there's like a whole group of them that need. I mean, Catherine O'Hara obviously got you know the Emmy and everything for mm-hmm. you know Moira Rose, but like I definitely feel like there's a group of character actresses out there who deserve theirs. Like Parker Posey was just in, God, what was it? It was the it was the she was playing like the police detective. Yeah, yeah. Um, she played like a southern. Was it the staircase? It might have been the yes. It was the staircase. There you go. But yeah, and I thought that was campy and fun. But I do need her to kind of I like give me her and Aubrey Plaza in something that would be fantastic.
3: Just in the casting, Directress. That's really good. And also, I'm also thrilled that Book Club is getting a sequel.
2: Wait, the new one? Book Club. Aren't they going to like Italy or something?
3: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, like, I watched the first one in movie theaters, and I was like, "It's a gay, it's a gay fantasia." And then I watched it on a plane. I was like, "Oh, this is so dumb." But it's still it's still got the job done.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I I'm trying to think now that I'm like on this thought process of like, I definitely I've said this before. She was on my podcast. I'm ready for like a Sherry O'Terry Renaissance. Oh my god! I yes, a Caroline Ray Renaissance. Like,
3: yes. you know. Well, and Molly Shannon, thank goodness that she has had big things recently, too, because she is also that girl.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. There's so many, like, funny, wild female comedian women that I'm just, like, rooting for. Because every time I'm with Caroline Ray, like, she just cracks me up. Like...
3: Oh, my God. So good. Well, 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 speaking of another powerful woman, Heather McDonald, how mm-hmm. did you get involved with doing her podcast? I know a lot of people love Juicy Scoop, including my husband. What was the journey to, to that?
2: I honestly can't remember. I think, I think I started doing that in like 2019, I believe, wow. or like something like that. And I have known Heather for many years we've got we've gone to like several of the same events together Mm -hmm. like we were both at like lance bass's wedding and then like events around town or something like that i can't remember but then she you know obviously she was on chelsea lately Mm -hmm. and i was blacklisted from chelsea lately why Uh, So my name was like around (laughs) just, I got, it's like a whole thing. Like I I got drunk at a Christmas party and Chelsea lately, like threw me out. And so I got to never do the show ever again. And I was like, or ever for that matter. And I was like, wait, what? Like, isn't this event sponsored by Belvedere Vodka? Isn't this how you (laughs) made your career? What's wrong with me? So that was a fun three years of like psychological trauma, thinking that I was never going to work in LA ever. And like I knew, I knew, like it was like when Chelsea was at her peak, you know, where like every comedian was like, I'm going to be on Chelsea tonight. I'm going to be on Chelsea tonight. And every time I got brought up on stage, people were like, you've seen him on Chelsea lately. And I was like, you've never seen me on that. But here we are. You've
3: heard the story about why I'm not doing Chelsea lately. Yeah.
2: And so I think Heather just kind of knew my name from around the comedy circuit in L.A., yeah. And she had me on and we just like clicked and she's just fun. And she's exactly who she is on her podcast. And I admire her so much for that. And yeah, talk also, about sticking
3: to your guns, even though when the people there are some haters and and whatever. there's
2: always haters. I mean, there's always people who are telling me, like, you're not funny, like, stop doing this podcast. We don't like you. Like, and then you have the people who were like, oh, my God, you're my favorite person on the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. this is my dream lineup. You know, Chris Frangiola. you know, Justin, Julie and Brandy, like we all get along like that's yeah. that's the reality of it like we're all just doing this and having fun doing it but yeah it is it is interesting seeing some of her followers kind of turn into like drag race fans oh <laughs> my <know>? god <laughs> where, where yeah, you're just kind they're... of like where you get a message saying like kill yourself and you're like can i have my coffee first like <laughs> it is 8 15
3: exactly well i do think you're bearing the lead a little bit in the fact that you were at lance bass's wedding um how are the hors (laughs) d'oeuvres
2: they were fine it was good it was just so funny because heather and i have talked about that i remember looking over they had us all they had like me fortune eliza schlossinger retta in like one aisle because they were like put the comedians together hmm And then I think, like, Jay Rodriguez was, like, behind us or something like that. And I, like, looked over and, like, the wedding started. And I just see Heather, like, in this, like, beautiful dress, leaning up against, like, a pillar with a martini. And they're, like, we Uh, need to sit down. And she was, like, (laughs) so I just remember telling her that story. I was, like, yeah, I remember you at this wedding just leaning up against this pillar with a martini. And she's, like, yeah. Camera ready. Always. And I mean, my God, like she's killing it every week. You know, every week her podcast is at the top, and she has amazing fans. I'm not trying to be like, you know, she trolls come out of the woodwork. Of course, well, I think it's
3: a testament to just like the passion that people feel towards the things that she discusses. I mean, just like with Drag Race, Bravo, well, and all of it,
2: and. I kind of want to say this just because a lot of people don't know how the show is done, mm-hmm. but it's like, I go into it really with no like prep. Yeah. like th- When we first started, she'd be like, this is what we're going to talk about. So there was kind of like a structure to it, but now I kind of go in and she just goes and we just talk. So it's all very like unfiltered. It's all very real. It's all very like spur of the moment, and honestly, like if I don't have an opinion on something, I'll try to like make sense of what I'm learning from what she's talking about. Yeah, and then of course you get the people who are just like, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, maybe I don't, but like, sorry.
3: Wow, I mean, it's a peek behind the Heather McDonald curtain is so good to see. But I have to say, like what what you are doing is fucking great and I'm so glad that you are on this fucking podcast which brings us unfortunately to the final question I have to ask okay. you Justin Martindale what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film
2: oh god what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film what's your favorite can I ask yours Sister Act 2 back in the goddamn habit that's a good one that's a good one. I mean, okay, I was going to say Sister Act 2. But I mean, I change your mind. Spot. Huh? Since I said it, you're going to change your mind? No, no, because I, I mean, that is such a good... I mean, I'm just such a... I'm a ghost boy. Uh. <laughs> I love Oda Mae Brown. I love the character work that she does. It's just, it got her an Oscar. Yes, you know? it did. It's and a great so,
3: answer. I want you to feel so proud and so good for saying that you are a ghost boy. And I am a ghost boy. I and the ghost her. girls listening to this are cheering while they're doing the dishes. <laughs> oh, Justin Martindale, thank you so much for coming on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Where can people follow you?
2: Oh my gosh. Please follow me on Instagram at Justin Martindale. Um, listen to my podcast, Just Saying. Um, and I've got some dates coming up where you can see me live which I'm just kind of waiting on one right now um, for New York hopefully next month so that'll be great I'd love to come see you so I'll make that announcement on my Instagram when the time comes but definitely
3: follow Justin definitely see him live and definitely listen to just saying thank you so much Justin I am such a fan and you're the best
2: thank you Eric I appreciate it